This is an AMI podcast. Hi, I'm Fern Nullum, and welcome to Into You, the podcast where we put love under the microscope, shedding light on the do's, don'ts, and nightmare scenarios we find ourselves in while flirting with romance. Not a great way to start a relationship, having your partner's parents think that their daughter's been kidnapped. We all come at dating from a slightly different angle, but we are often faced with very similar situations to shape up to. The person you think you're least likely to get on with is the person that you might get on with the most. You were sitting there with a blind girl in a car playing I Spy. Dating can uncover things about ourselves we never knew before. So without further ado, let's get into you. Right, the big question. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> Hello! Aren't you pleased to have my vibrant voice being filtered through your earholes once more as we embark on another episode of the podcast that performs a chemistry experiment between psychology and romance? It's into you. And of course, you join me for a second helping of my other half and me being very honest about our own first date experience with each other. Yes, he's back by popular demand, producer, sound engineer and podcast magician, Josh Holland, aka my boyf. Last time, Josh shared how he felt when he found out I was blind. Your disability is not part of your personality. I see you as the bubbly personality you are. And one of the things he struggled with most when dating. High expectations can put a lot of pressure on you and then you can't relax and you're not enjoying being with the other person. On today's episode, Josh relives feverishly trying to get me home. You ever bump started a car before? Actually, no. no, not even going forwards, never mind going backwards. And talks openly about what he has learnt from dating me. I first thought that I had to know everything about your condition, how to help you, what do I do when something goes wrong, and you don't have the answers. You know, I wish I was able to, but I don't. But first, you may remember leaving Josh and I on our first date as we sat stranded in his broken-down car on the side of a road. In classic Fern fashion, I'll just let Josh explain himself, shall I? I made a point of this time that I wouldn't leave things like lights on or anything like that. So I was pretty conscious that I've done the right thing this time. And obviously, no, I clearly hadn't. Something had gone horribly (laughs) wrong. It was getting late. It's the first date. Your parents are probably getting a bit anxious as to, you know, where's my daughter gone? What's he done with her? This strange man's come and picked her up. Some strange man from a different county. Oh, we don't like those people there. And what was going through your mind when you realised that we were then stuck and couldn't get home? Oh, God, what does she think of me? I'm going to have to call for help. I'm going to have to call the emergency services. Help! I know. Get out of the car, write a note, get a pigeon. Send it it off on its way. Classic. I don't even think that's classic. I think that's just incompetence. Did you think that would be the last time I'd ever... No, I just felt embarrassed. Well, as we're discovering now, it's actually quite a nice little anecdote. And... I don't think you would have broken up with me just because my car had broken down. I mean, if you had, then I would have dodged a bullet. 
So close, you don't get away that easily, I'm afraid. Oh, that's a shame. I mean, we weren't even together yet. No, <laughs> I, okay, so I didn't think you were going to not see me again just because my card's broken down. But it's funny that you say you don't think we would have broken up because in your mind, maybe we were together already. Oh, yeah. To add insult to injury, I phoned the RSC, other breakdown services are available, and said that my car won't start we was on a hill facing upwards i said you know i've never jump started a car he asked me who am i with and i said i'm with my girlfriend and i heard that from the car well i was a bit embarrassed to say i was on a first date you didn't want to say you're on a first date and fess up to the guy that nope because what would he think of you then too like who cares what i think of you the rac guy might judge you yeah maybe (laughs) that's the ultimate luckily we never saw him so you didn't have to face the no. embarrassment. But you'd already told him by then that we were an item. So he was the first to know yep. that we were together. Some random breakdown man was the first person to know. <laughs> we didn't even know at that point. But I remember hearing you say that and thinking, oh, this either means it's a very good sign or, or he's just completely embarrassed and ashamed. I mean, I'd already set my mind on it. So it was a bit of both. You'd already set your mind on what, not being embarrassed or? No, that, well, that I knew I really liked you and I was hoping you'd like me. But luckily, like I said, we didn't have to actually see him because he taught me a very good technique for bump starting the car in reverse. Yes, yes, yes. But this is going forwards because we were sat there for how long? Good, like an hour. Yeah. About an hour. It felt like a decade. Oh, thanks. (laughs) But we played I Spy and I found that hilarious that on a dark night in January, you were sitting there with a blind girl in a car playing I Spy. Yeah. I had never dated someone who's blind. So... I didn't want to treat you differently and I didn't think to treat you differently. I just sort of treated you as another person, you know, someone else. I think I was the one that suggested the I spy. Maybe. Although, what was the question? Your I spy was something beginning with C and the clue was, it belongs to me. (laughs) And we were sitting surrounded by things that belong to you. You know, literally I had myself my outfit and my bag, that was it. And the rest belonged to you. Didn't narrow it down hugely, but what was the answer, do you remember? Car. <laughs> there was me looking around feverishly at all the things in the car. It was the car itself. Good, good one. Enjoyed that. <laughs> all the while, of course, I've got my dad on the phone going, I can come and pick you up if you want me to come and pick you up. It was kind of like I'm suggesting it, but actually I'm kind of telling you to be I'd fair, though, like I... to come and pick you up did say he could come pick you up do you know what the problem with that was what we didn't know where we were that is true we had no idea where we were you at one point i think went to see if you could find a road sign yeah well i was looking around but this was at the time when the rac man had rung back and decided to give me a quick tutorial on how to mend a non-starting car which was also terrifying ah it's fine it was fine. He asked me, was there any cars behind us? I said, no. <laughs> He's like, right. Have you ever bump started a car before? No. Actually, no. Not even going forwards. Never mind going backwards. Up a hill. Yeah. He gave me the rundown and you were a bit nervous. I was petrified. I don't know why I stayed in the car. I don't know either. But it was fine. There's no need to worry about it. It was, it was easy. <laughs> 
It was super easy. Well, I mean, it turned out to be easy, but it could have gone horribly wrong. I think it was oh, more by luck than by judgment. Everything could go horribly wrong, though. That's true. That's deep. So we finally got going, thanks to your wonderful listening skills. Yep. Tutorial advice from RAC Man, who was the first to know that we were an item before we even knew ourselves. We finally set off. And how did you feel about facing my parents? Because you were dropping me off at my parents' house. Mm. Yeah, I was a bit nervous. Not a great way to start a relationship, having your partner's parents think that their daughter's been kidnapped. <laughs> I was just hoping that they were understanding people and that I wouldn't get judged too much. Did you think you were going to be told off severely? I don't think. That wasn't going through my mind, really. I guess I was just wanting to get you home and the car not stopping, you know, like dying mid-journey. Yeah. Luckily, that didn't happen. We did get home. You came in. And what was the first thing that you said to my dad? I'm really sorry. You just extended your hand to shake his hand. Yeah. And in so doing was just like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That was the first thing you ever said to him. Yeah. I'm waiting for that speech at our wedding. When <laughs> there was a slight up. hesitation there. Wedding? Wedding? <laughs> no, She's my girlfriend. She's my wife. <laughs> That's the next level. Oh, you're practically level. married. It's four years. Married without the label and the price tag. What's mine is yours and what's yours is yours. Exactly. I'm glad we've got that straight. What were your impressions of my parents when you met them for the first time in such circumstances? They're very accommodating. Your mum offered me a drink. She was asking if the car was all right. Your dad was chatting away with me, probably trying to see what kind of man I was, if I liked football or not, which <laughs> FYI, I don't. It could have been much worse. He could have been one of those dads that you see in the movies. They come out with a shotgun and start harassing you. Yeah, I think my dad's about as far from that as it's humanly possible to be. Oh, I reckon he's got it deep down somewhere. You got off lightly. They were lovely. They still are. They still <laughs> Like how you got that in. They still are. It hasn't changed. Well, no. Even after four years. Oh, that's great. But more importantly, perhaps, perhaps, is that you also got to meet that night... My darling doggy Nancy. And oh, what was yes. that like? I was extremely happy to meet her as well. I still am. Every time I see her and I walk in the door, such a cutie and a little face. So very pleased to see a new person and a little waggy tail. She was all around my legs, sniffing. I think she could smell my parents' dog. I was lovely. It was nice to meet Nancy, but you know, Nancy is part of a duo. So. What, you and her? No. <laughs> No, you and her. You and Nancy are a pair. But she was very excited to meet you, wasn't she? Yeah. She came bowling in. Yeah, but she does that with new people. She loves meeting new people. Oh, you've been so modest. She loves you. She adores you. Yeah, but, well, because I'm a dad now. You have become the favourite. I've become the dog father. Yeah. I feel like we need to do a whole episode on dogs and how they affect relationships. Well, yeah, it could go either way, couldn't it, with some dogs? Absolutely. But also, I do think there are a lot of fights over, you know, forget about jealousy in terms of other people, jealousy in terms of pets. Oh, you just have to accept it. We've had this discussion. It's a completely different thing. <laughs> and <laughs> We've hit a raw spot here, clearly. We've had this. We've talked about this, Fern. We've talked about this off air. That... <laughs> Thank goodness. Nancy is uh, my dog friend. And you are my relationship, my, you're my rock. You're my everything in the, <laughs> in the uh, cheesy way. You're my partner. And Nancy's like the furry baby, as it were. Absolutely. She is. 
Ah, it's always entertaining to hear your other half squirm as they try to wriggle their way out of a hole they've dug for themselves, isn't it? So I thought, why stop there? Let's keep this going with four more quick-fire love-related questions. And here are Josh's astonishing answers. Okay, so we're back for round two. How are you feeling? Nervous. (laughs) You live to fight another day. Yeah. Exciting. Okay, here we go. Are you ready for the quick-fire questions? Oh, go on then. Texting or calling? Calling. I find it much easier. Texting, especially long conversations, just hurts my thumbs. So I'd much rather just hit dial and speak to them on the phone. Your poor little thumbs. Does playing hard to get work? Mm, I don't know, does it? <laughs> Are you playing hard to get right now? Maybe. <laughs> Bonus points to me for figuring that out. How do you feel more confident on a date? Come on, wisdom oh, I don't know if Josh. you do. Uh, just... Go on a podcast and get rave reviews. On Into You of all podcasts as well. And finally, how can you feel better about a bad date? Oh, it's all gone wrong. What are Um, you going to do? It wasn't your fault. Never. It's never your fault. Whatever happens, never blame yourself. No, never. Good advice. Always think I am the best. (laughs) Is that advice you live by? I try to. Top notch. You are always the best. Yeah. Simply the best. interesting looking back on our first experience of each other to see how wrapped up in the disaster this date could so easily seem like on the surface was actually a rare gift. We both had the opportunity to see each other in a situation where things hadn't gone to plan. It's easy to remain cool, calm and collected when you're sat in a swanky restaurant and showing off all your most charming qualities, but when circumstances arise which could be potentially very embarrassing or stressful, it allows you to see someone more for who they really are. In our case, we both made the best of a bad situation, and a team trait like that can carry you through a lot in life together. Still, of course, the date is only the beginning. Then comes the purgatory of wondering if you'll ever hear from them again and what they really made of you. Yikes. After all of that, what a whirlwind of a date. How were you feeling after our first date? Well, at least it wasn't boring. At least we got home. At least it's, you know, she's got a good story to tell someone, you know, if it doesn't work out. When she does her podcast on dating and relationships. Oh, yeah, she's going to wait to bring all this up, isn't she? (laughs) One of those days that story is going to be told. Thanks for the material, babe. That's all right. I'm ever providing material to you. We absolutely are. And it's quality material as well. Uh, Top notch. I mean, we could fill hours with your material. I don't know about that. You wouldn't want us to, in other words. Yeah, exactly. I remember asking my parents what they thought about you when they met you. And I have to say, their reactions were both very positive. I saw you sitting there looking very nervous then. I know what your parents' reactions to me were, though. A, your mum thought I was younger than you. She did think you were younger than me, that's true. And your dad found it funny. That was my first words to him, was, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But I was pleased and impressed that they had such positive reviews because I thought after everything that we jointly put them through of waiting around, not knowing what was happening, not knowing if I'd been kidnapped and they'd never see me again, for them to then say, oh no, he's really nice, like he seems really sweet. I was like, well, that's a good sign. They must really like you then. 
I know, I'm still here. You're still around, still kicking still around. Still kicking around, causing mayhem. So what would you say to others considering just meeting somebody for the first time? What advice would you give? I'll just do it. As Nike says, just do it. Short and sweet. Well, because if you don't, you'll be left with the question of what if I did? And life is too short for that. And think of what you could miss out on. I mean, in Josh's shoes. Let's say if I had judged you slightly on one of your pictures and swiped the other direction, I wouldn't be sitting here having this lovely conversation with you. You wish. Oh, yeah, I guess I didn't think about that one. But you are very bubbly and you have this lovely personality and some of the things that you do and say and the way you look at me and you send me cute emoji things on a text. It's nice. It warms your heart. And there is sometimes where we clash. It's just wanting to do the best thing. And sometimes your views don't align. But at the end of the day, it's a partnership. And you never know. The person you think you're least likely to get on with is the person that you might get on with the most. Absolutely. I think that's very true of our situation as well, in the sense that I know when we spoke on the phone, there were a lot of differences, weren't there? You're very complex. I don't know. It's been said before. (laughs) I think you are lovely, but we are like chalk and cheese. It clearly works because four years later and we're still together. We still haven't had our good run yet. Yeah, exactly. We're waiting. When that good run happens, then it's all... It's It's all downhill from there. (laughs) That's all, folks, as Porky Pig once said. We'll let you know when that good run appears. Well, phone will. I won't, obviously. (laughs) I'll be blacklisted from this podcast the one million dollar question that i ask everyone for every topic and let's see if it works with this one i'm sure it will what has our first date taught you about yourself love or relationships in general what lessons have you learned from going on that first crazy date with me um do your research look at a map and choose your first words carefully might come back and bite you in the bum Uh, Yeah, it has already just now. (laughs) Some advice from me would be to not put pressure on yourself to know everything, especially in our circumstance. I first thought that I had to know everything about your condition, how to help you, what do I do when something goes wrong, and you don't have the answers. You know, I wish I was able to, but I don't. I try to just be the best person I can be, and I fail at that sometimes. I succeed at it sometimes. And I think that's okay. You just learn it together. You're never going to be able to do everything yourself. So play to each other's strengths. I have found that being with yourself that I need to work on my own way of doing things a lot more. My thing is I always try to overthink stuff when it comes to what should I say. And then I end up not saying anything at all, which is (laughs) irony for you. Be yourself. Take a risk, take a punt. It might work, might not, but you don't know unless you do it. For me, I think it taught me a lot about releasing control sometimes, not planning everything, not needing to know everything. Things don't always have to go to plan to be good. You know, you can have, like you say, a really fun story by just letting things go the way they go you know because I think if I think about a date where we had no direction of where we were going or what we were going to do that would worry me because I would think oh what if it's really awkward but actually 
it turned out to be really nice just sitting in the car and chatting. It meant that we now have this fun story to tell. And I think it just taught me that you can calm down sometimes. You don't have to worry so much. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like I say, because you're being yourself. If I was being more like rigid, maybe we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm. We wouldn't have this lovely story to say. We keep each other in check when you are getting you know, irate and things going horribly wrong. I don't know what you mean. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm there to calm you down. Cool, calm and collected all the exactly. time. Exactly. And same thing when I'm getting a bit anxious for things, you're able to calm me down, you know, and then Nancy just there for cuddles. You're just there for cuddles too. Yeah, true. Aren't we all? That's what we're all in this for. Yeah, exactly. You get on my nerves sometimes but god i love you <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that everyone has really enjoyed this episode and got oh, a lot sure they have. out of your answers and all of the information that you've given us where can we find you online if we want to find out more josh absolutely nowhere you're incognito yeah pretty much you can find me on instagram at josh holland music i just use it for posting occasional pictures of you and nancy really you do put a smile on Everyone's face, including mine. You're smooth. I give you that. You're a smoothie. Blended up like a fruity treat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How's it been being on the podcast? Terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) That was the quickest answer of the lot. Absolutely terrifying. This is completely abstract for me. As listeners may know, I do the other side. I help put them together. And now to be in the spotlight, it's a bit like, oh, this is weird. Maybe this is the start of a new Josh. If people want me to come back, maybe. (laughs) Maybe you'll consider it. Oh, he's such a tease. (laughs) That's what I love about him. (laughs) I've been attracted to that. And I make you dinners. Yeah, exactly. Tease and tease. (laughs) Yeah. Double tease. Cups of tease. (laughs) As well as being a bit of a tease. Wonderful. Is there anything else I always ask to everyone that you would like to add that I haven't asked you that you just, you know, dying to put into this podcast? Everyone should go and subscribe to Fern's podcast because it's very good. Thank Uh, you for doing my work for me. Quite biased, but you should all go and subscribe. It's everywhere. So go and listen to it because I've worked on it. (laughs) I've worked hard on this. I have. I've worked hard on this podcast. So please. Also, the music written by moi. Yes. The music is the piece de la resistance. I mean, it makes the podcast. Yeah. Then there's just my voice. I mean, that can't compare. Well, you know, chalk and cheese, isn't it? I could hear your cogs turning then going, what do I say? Do I say something mean, but kind of try and make it jokey? Is she going to take it the wrong way? As everyone knows, Fern's the wordsmith. I'm not. It's been an absolute joy having you on the show, Joshy. Thank you for joining me for Into You today and giving the listeners a little peek into the world of JNF. Thank you so much, Fern, for having me. That's all right. (laughs) Anytime. I have to say, Josh's ability to laugh at himself and make me laugh has got us through so much in our relationship and got Josh out of trouble several times too. I loved what he said about being aware that sometimes you fail at being the person you'd most want to be for your partner and that sometimes you succeed. And I think being able to hold both and accept both can help us all through the good times and the bad. As always, I want to hear from you. What have you learned from a past or a current partner? And do you think being called complex is a compliment or not so much? 
leave me a comment and let me know. For now, though, you've been listening to Into You with me, Fern Lullum. Special thanks to my very patient guest, Josh Holland. Your musical magic is second to none, my darling. Also, thanks to the manager of AMI, Andy Frank. Leave me your feedback at feedback at ami.ca. And if you liked what you heard, make sure to search for Into You on your favourite or indeed any podcast distributing platform and subscribe for more episodes coming your way on the first Thursday of every month. Oh, and don't big up Josh too much. I wouldn't want the fame going to his head. 